재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul. On Saturdays, we head to the movies with our friend Wonsook Chin. He is a filmmaker and Korean film commentator, and he helps us pick apart Korean society and culture as it is demonstrated on the big screen. Hey, Wonsook. Hi, how are you? Nice to see you again. So um, we're going to look at Hollywood-Korea crossovers today. Are we talking about remakes or co-productions? So, uh, well, you know, today is my last day, um, you know, with you. That was kind of, I'm saving that for the end <laughs> as the emotional, the emotional hook of the segment. But um, so, so I always, you know, I wanted to save the best for the last. Mm. So what I wanted to actually, we did talk about this before. Um, there were a couple of uh, movies that uh, uh, American movies, which were made in Korea in 1970s. And I wanted to talk about them. But before, um, I don't know if you saw this uh, new trailer for Black Panther. I have been seeing little bits of it as it scrolls by my media feed. I haven't stopped to watch the whole thing yet. Sure. All right. So so this is a new uh, Marvel movie uh, mm. that is in post-production right now. And I think a it's a new Avenger, right? That's correct. Mm. Uh, and this movie is coming out next year. And uh, they shot parts of the film in Busan. Sure, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and, and and then if you watch the trailer, I mean, you know, the the city of uh, Busan is uh, well featured uh, in the film, and mm-hmm. of course, you know, that really, uh, you know, makes us really uh, excited. Oh wow, we want to know how Busan will be featured in this film. Mm-hmm. Will Chagalchi Market, uh, fish market, be uh, in the film? <laughs> <laughs> how many fish tanks will they knock over during the chase? You know, right? But um, for a long time, the Korean film industry was kind of isolated from the rest of the world. Mm. You know, we were making our sort of domestic movies for the domestic market uh, Korean filmmakers and uh, actors you know were only working in Korea but now that has changed with the uh, you know Hallyu and uh, also a lot of Korean uh, actors and directors are working in Hollywood as well. So I wanted to actually kind of talk about them. And then uh, um, I want to sort of go back in time in 1970s where actually we did have uh, action with Hollywood. Uh, mm. So I want to talk about that. But okay. First of all, um, so I mean, I'm sure that everybody knows that uh, these days many Korean uh, actors are working in Hollywood. And uh, one of them, the, the kind of the biggest one is uh, Lee Byung-hun, mm-hmm. um, you know, who sure. was in G.I. Joe. And then uh, he was in Red, uh, and of course he's one of the top actors in Korea. You know, he was in uh, what we talked about JSA uh, last week, and then he was in Masquerade. He was in The Inside Man. I mean, you know, he's just really, really uh, one of the top, you know, best actors. And I think, um, apart from just tapping into talent. Oftentimes, Hollywood is making this from a business strategy uh, kind of decision point of view. When they find a huge overseas talent like Lee Byung-hun, mm-hmm. they're tapping into a, a, a captive fandom. They're tapping into, you know, 20 million people who know and love the guy. And it gives them sort of an on-ramp into an Asian market that's, that's humongous, correct. right? That's correct. Mm. And then, of course, uh, we have uh, Beduna. Uh, of course, many people were recognized from uh, Sense8. Mm. Uh, and uh, she was also in... Hollywood film called The Cloud Atlas, um, but she's also working um, 
you know, hard in Korea as well. Uh, recently, she was in this hit television show called uh, Stranger, or the Korean title is a Bimide Soup or the for- uh, Secret Forest. Mm. Um, so she's also working both in Hollywood and 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 Korea. Uh, there's some Korean directors. We, you know, of course, m- numerous times we talked about Bong Juno. Uh, Park Chanuk and Kim Ji-un, you know, they're both working in Hollywood and Korea. So it, it's really encouraging. And, um, and, you know, these Hollywood films are coming to shoot in Korea. But like I said before, um, this all happened back in 1970s. So I want to go back in time and okay. uh, talk about that. The genesis of all this cooperation. That's correct. So there is a really obscure movie that uh, many viewers probably do not know, but um, I don't think you will probably. Maybe if you do, I'll be very impressed. Uh, this is a really, really, really obscure movie. It's, there's a movie called Northeast of Seoul. Have you heard of this one? No. All right. This is an American film that was uh, made in 1972 and uh, uh, an action thriller that was filmed on location, entirely on location in Korea in 1972. Okay, and this film stars uh, John Island and Anita Ackberg. Um, Not exactly then, household names, but well, I mean, she was uh, a legendary uh, figure in. I mean, she was in uh, Federico uh, Fellini's uh, La Dolce Vita. Okay, uh, so within the crowd, she's well known. Yeah, I mean, she she was. Um, a giant, you know, I mean, she was a towering figure in in the sort of art cinema, okay. you know, because of the film. I mean, you may have seen her sort of that famous image of her, like, uh, you know, wearing this black dress in the the Travi Fountain. You know, mm. she's, she's inside the fountain. You know, she's just enjoying herself there. I mean, that's that's really one of the most uh, iconic images. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she made this film uh, called the North of East uh, Northeast of Seoul. Uh, back in 1972, and she was in Korea making this film, which was uh, for any like film fans, you know, this is an interesting uh, sort of a, a piece of history. And uh, so, what was the movie about? Well, the movie, some uh, compare this to uh, the Maltese Falcon. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know that uh, film noir uh, from uh, like a Humphrey Bogart film from oh, 1970s, yeah. 40s. Uh, so in this film, there were like a four, uh, three people, three Americans. Uh, they come to Korea attending uh, uh, someone's funeral, uh, but they're actually here for uh, they're looking for this magical sword. And like a, a sword from the, the Koguryo uh, era or something. Oh, really? And so they're all like, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's a chase, you know, they're, they're trying to backstab each other. You know, kind of interesting uh, plot. This film is not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can save you the time right there. But, it's just a, a, a the sword is what you would call a MacGuffin, right? It's yeah, uh-huh. uh, just something that uh, gives p- people something to chase and fight about. And uh, you're saying it's not that well executed no it wasn't um and uh, but you know as as a film fan film fanatic and uh you know filmmaker i was really really curious about this film so i actually tracked it down uh, because it's hard to track it down the lengths that Won Sok chin will go to deepen his repertoire of mm-hmm. film knowledge but i mean this is uh, not a really bad bad film it's just a mediocre film but mm. um again you know this is a uh, an interesting film because you get to see soul in 1972, mm. from an American uh, filmmaker's point of view, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you're like wondering why? Why did they shoot it in Korea? Yeah, you know, I, I'll never find out. You know, I, there's no really uh, uh, any interview uh, with the filmmakers yeah. uh, from that time. But isn't it interesting the value that movies take on as uh, sort of just documentaries of 
details of life, like the architecture, like what things looked like around the city. Uh, I was at the Jeonju Film Festival last year, and I saw a series of French shorts that almost bored me into a coma. They were silent, but you got this 1950s look at Paris, mm. and there was just nothing built. It was like, you know, you had a little sort of a downtown, and just as far as the eye could see, there were no skyscrapers, there were no, <laughs> you know. So um, just to see this... Uh, sort of dawn of time look at Paris that almost made it worth it but yeah mm-hmm. those were pretty self-indulgent boring French shorts so that's um, that's the first thing and then the- and the, the second film I want to talk about the film that I've been very very passionate about for the past uh, 40 years mm. uh, it's a film called the Ape Ape yes okay uh, it's Ape. does it have a Korean name it, uh, the Korean title uh, was a King Kong Taeyeoksub What's that second part mean? King Kong, uh, uh, King Kong uh, strikes back. <laughs> now, now, okay, we, they have King Kong in the title, but it's not an official like you know remake or or, or spin off anything. Non-canon. You know, they just use the title, you know, and and you know uh, they borrowed it, you know, uh, without any permission. <laughs> <laughs> So this a giant is, ape movie. Yes, it is a giant ape movie. Uh, it was filmed in 1976. Again, uh, back in the 70s, uh, and this is a film directed by a legendary B movie director, Paul Leder, mm. uh, whose daughter went on to become a very successful Hollywood uh, director, a Mimi yeah. Leader. Uh, from uh, she did like Peacemaker, she did uh, Deep Impact. Uh, but her father was this, uh, uh, made these really cheap, uh, schlocky B movies. And this film stars, uh, Joanna Kearns. I don't know if you, uh, uh, ever watched, uh, Growing Pains. Of course, uh, she yeah. Is. Yeah, so yeah. she's, she's the mom in that. And then. No kidding. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, when I was a, well, I guess it was on when I was a teenager or something <laughs> or, a, or a preteen. So, so in this film, she actually, uh, uh, changed, I mean, she used a different name, uh, because she was ashamed of, of, of having been associated with this film. Mm. Um, but then, you know, after this, uh, she had a very successful career as, as a TV star. Uh, this film also stars Rod Ahrens and then, uh, Korean actor Ina Kun. Ina Kun is a very, um, well-respected uh, veteran actor. Uh, he was cast in this film because he was one of the very few Korean actors who spoke English back, that, back okay. then. And so this film is uh, basically, they just borrow uh, everything from King Kong. Uh, so in this film, they capture, uh, um, this is a pre, uh, sort of, the, the, so the, uh, in, in this film, they uh, capture a 36-foot a giant ape mm. in Indonesia somewhere. Of okay. course, you know, that's, and then they were transporting this ape to Disneyland. <laughs> and something goes horribly wrong. And then, and then there, so he was captured, uh, he was, uh, uh captured in, in this uh, oil tanker and then, then he escapes off the coast of, uh, uh Incheon, uh, <laughs> and then he lands in, uh, uh Indonesia w- to Disneyland via Seoul. Yes. Uh, but in, in between, you know, he fights this, uh, giant white shark. A great shark, uh, but it's a dead. It's just basically a shark, you know. And then, so you have this basically man in an ape suit, okay, and battling a giant. Uh, well, they say it's a giant shark, but it's really like just a shark, you know, a dead shark, you know, battling the shark. And then it lands uh, 
on the peninsula. And then he, there was a, uh, an American actress making a film in Korea. And then, cause they have to have a blonde beauty, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta have the beauty a and the starlet. beast. So, so he kidnaps her, like, you know, and then, and then the Korean and the US army are just battling this giant ape. That's the basically plot of this film. So is it a dude in a gorilla suit and a lot of small model buildings? Well, you got the miniature, and then you have just a bunch of these clueless extras just running away from something, like, you know, just screaming, you know, but they're like laughing as well. <laughs> and the main language of the movie is English or Korean? It's uh, it's, English. It was in English. Wow. So, so this film came out around the time. Uh, do you remember this uh, King Kong remake uh, with Jessica Lang and Jeff Bridges? This came out in 1976 and 1970s. This is the second uh, sort of uh, King Kong movie. Mm. Well, the first one, it was a black and white movie from 1930s. And then, Fairy, you know, right? yeah. And then, and of course, you have the Peter Jackson movie from 2005. But there was a, a movie that was a, a produced by Dino De Laurentiis uh, back in 1976. You know, this is when I do remember this, this one. is when King Kong climbs up the, the World Trade Center, uh-huh. the Twin Towers. Wow. And uh, so... If you haven't, I mean, this is also uh, the first film by, uh, starring uh, uh, Jessica Lang. You know, she was a starlet, and yeah. uh, so that movie uh, was going to come out. And then, so this independent filmmaker, Paul Leader, decided, I'm going to make a you know really i'm gonna make something quick like you know a giant a movie so that i could we can release it before that movie comes out so that we can actually <laughs> <laughs> we so, can beat you this yeah. r8 movie came out before yours yeah and, and this was also shot in 3d when it came out it was tr- it was panned by the critics and the fans alike it is considered to be one of the worst movies ever made it moves rapidly to the top of my must-see list now. <laughs> and then it became a sort of a cult sta- a classic, you know, because it's one of those, like, yeah, we talked about uh, it's so bad that it's so good. So it has a lot of fans, and, and uh, this film, uh, because of its, uh, uh, of its fandom, a distributor actually released this film Mm-mm. in Blu-ray. Oh, so I can get a, a, a Blu-ray for this. I don't have to drop a hundred bucks on a VHS. No, 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 no. It's I think you can you can get it uh, for a lot less, and uh, it's that definitely something that you want to uh, you know you want to have some beer with your friends mm-hmm. and hey you know you want to see something really crazy outrageous. Yeah, you know, I have, and then you can just have I got the in. movie for you. Yes. Now, one talk since this is your last day and last because you are going on to a, an ambitious project of your own. Do I dare tiptoe out on the thin ice and ask you a little bit about your own project here? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can. I can tell you a little bit about it. Uh, kind of know, inspired by this ape movie we just that, talked about. That's correct. I've been obsessed about this movie for a long time uh, because I. I thought, wow, what were they thinking? You know, what was it like back then? You know, for an American filmmaker to make this film in Korea, mm-hmm. so that really kind of gave me an idea to write a screenplay about an American filmmaker who comes to Korea to to make a giant ape movie, <laughs> <laughs> and and then I called my film uh, Ape of Wrath. Fan- oh, Ape of Wrath. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. The backstory of some bad movie making made well by Won Sook Chin. I cannot wait to see it. So get shooting. Once look, it's been a huge pleasure to do this segment with you this season. Thanks very much. It's been my pleasure. And Koreascape is back with Planet Korea in just a moment.